what is the good word everybody this is your man's the one and this is the dukes of football um what's going on everybody nice to see everybody made it back on this absolutely beautiful wednesday evening here in the city of indianapolis we are in our transition mode is our weather going from maybe cold hot to damn cold man it's going to be crazy it's, it's cold last night i think we had frost I almost had to scrape my window almost you know i mean we got the defrost button so but there's an awesome clear night nice moon in the sky and a great night to talk about some football um thank you guys for joining me this evening all those the ones who can um should be a fun night um hopefully um i've got a special guest lined up hopefully we'll be able to get him in here when he uh joins us here in a little bit um but yeah this is <clears throat> what is this this is the dukes of football episode 23 nfl ncaa week eight and nine of the 2021-22 season uh Last week was a pretty good weekend of some football, man. I mean, I can say that my teams all had a good uh, good week. Uh, Michigan did not. No, Michigan won. They took care of business. Uh, Pittsburgh did not lose. You could say they didn't win either, but they didn't play. So I uh, can't have anything, anything with that. Uh did have some conversation. I heard some, some video I posted on the page about an interview. Uh, my uh, question, Mike Thomas got asked in a press conference. So that was a, a chuckle. So it was pretty much the, the biggest news coming out of uh, Pittsburgh, other than the Aaron Rodgers uh, thing circling, you know, if he continues to be unhappy in Green Bay. I know Pittsburgh is a destination that keeps popping up with uh, our quarterback of woes. Maybe I can ask um, my guest about that um, uh, when he uh, graces our presence. Mm. You like my rogue energy shake-up drink? You say, what is that in the bottom of your drink? That is blueberries. I like lemonade. I like blueberries in my lemonade. And this is a cool shake-up glass that I got from Rogue Energy, RogueEnergy.com. If you go over to the website, you hit that promo code. We got something for you. So yeah, that was the first one. All right. So you guys didn't hear, didn't come here to see me chibber chabber about um, my drink of choice in this awesome Rogue Energy cup that I got. I do use it often when I do smoothies. I like to do smoothies. They're smooth. But anyway, uh-oh, funny screen pop up, but it's gone. But uh, anyway, you guys didn't tune in to hear me talk about my uh, my drink of choice for the evening. Um, I have not yet shared my backup drink, but anyway. So I'm here to talk about a little football. So let's go ahead and jump in it. I'm trying to dilly-dally a little bit, waiting on uh, my guest. Um, maybe I'll send him a quick message while i am chatting about some things um what am i chatting about uh let's talk about what we got coming up this week here at the network uh pretty much nothing man we got our normal shows of entertainment that we um 
that we normally bring for you guys. Uh, you know, uh, Stephen took the week off um, last weekend from kicking it with Stephen, but I'm sure he'll be coming back soon. You know, the wrestling action never stops. It's a pretty much a, a year round thing and he's, he knows his stuff. So I'm pretty sure that you check that guy, uh, check Stephen out with super kicking it with Stephen on Saturdays. And then, you know, you got uh, Tommy boy with uh, checkers and records on Sunday, you know, it's a slow season, but, there's always some racing things going on. You switch over to our YouTube channel or get onto Facebook on the on the Checkers Records group page. You can see a lot of the iRacing things that he does over there with the commentating the iRacing. If you haven't seen those things, check them out, man. They're pretty cool to watch. I have not yet raced. I know Tommy and Dan both do. I have not done it because I can't fit in the machine. And, you know, I agree. Laugh at the black guy driving. <laughs> but anyway um so yep and then on tuesdays at the noon 11 30 noon hour your lunchtime hour uh you want to get that 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 morning inspiration that positive message check out um monica over with quantum inspirations she deals with a lot of the um how do you deal with the stress how do you deal with the the mental pressures that you uh get from the athletic side of things and tries to tie it into real life. Uh, check her out. She's, she's really good. She's really positive and she's pleasant on the eyes. So um, it'd be easier to listen to all the good things that she has to say. And then, you know, um, Dan throws out those, those nice interviews with all the bare knuckle fighters for the combat zone. Uh, he's got to be aware of those when he drops those, normally puts them out on YouTube. So if you subscribe to that YouTube channel, you'll get all those, Notifications when the shows pop up, and obviously on Sunday to finish out the um, to finish out the week or to start your week, you know you got the big man in the middle, big storm, and myself doing the state of basketball. NBA season just started, so we're getting in it pretty pretty good. You know, we had a really good show on Sunday, so uh, make sure you took uh, stay tuned for for those shows as well. So um, I am. Let's see. I'm sorry. I am sending him a message now. Uh, so we sit here. All right. And so, um, yeah, that's what we got for shows. So I am, I am going to um, get ready to talk about the college. So let's go ahead and jump right into that. I think I have got him be here shortly. So we're going to jump into the my bookie man cave, my bookie NCAA man cave chatter. So uh last week in the NCAA you're good. Oops, I spelled your wrong. I know you guys are like what is he doing? But this is to let you know that it is truly live and not a syndicated re Something, 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 word, something, something, dark side. Uh, so uh, last week, I guess I'll start off with the team behind me. You know what I mean? Looked pretty darn good last week. Uh, you know, I know it wasn't a normal, hard Big Ten game, you know, but Northwestern is always going to give you one of those um, quality games. Uh, it's a good barometer 
of where you where you're going with your season with your team because they play hard. I mean, he might not always pass Fitzgerald might not always get uh, the most quality and most talented, most five four star athletes, but he gets athletes that fit well in his program and they always seem to do well. You know, um, if I'm not mistaken, they won the uh, Big Ten last year, maybe just their division, but I thought they did. But, you know, the COVID season, it kind of changes a whole lot of stuff. So but the end result is um, Northwestern tends to put together, you know, teams that play hard. So it's it's not difficult in uh, knowing that you're going to go up there and get a good quality game. And you're going to get good and you're going to get a good balance and a good gauge of where you're at. Um, it's going to get really good this week. You know, what I mean, traveling to East Lansing to deal with little brother Sparty, you know, the school up the road. You know, it's going to be another difficult challenge and a much better challenge. It's another top 10 school, uh, number eight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we'll actually get into that a little bit later on. I think uh, my guest, when he pops on, I think he's got a pick for that. Um, so. That's going to be a really good game in the Big Ten, but that's not the only major game in the Big Ten coming up this week. You know, you got um, Ohio State and Penn State are playing this week. That's a big game. I know Penn State uh, lost last week again. Well, I mean, I watched that game. I watched like the whole second half of the third and the fourth and like all nine overtimes. I mean, it it was crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I never seen anything like it. Um, Matter of fact, let me make a note here to ask him about NCAA, NCAA um, overtime rule. I have to ask him about that because, you know, I watched that nine hour. I mean, that, not, not nine hour. I watched that nine inning game and I was like, I'm excited because it's kind of good football because you don't see Illinois good that much anymore every now and then, but you know, that was good. That was a good game, but hold on. Looks like we got um, our special guest coming in with us. Let's go ahead and bring him on NZs. NZs. That's terrible. <laughs> hey, Jason, what's going on, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Hey man, hanging on like a loose hubcap on the freeway. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you know, you always got that one that just hangs on and just wobble, wobble, wobbles. <laughs> yes, sir. Are you a Michigan State fan? No, Michigan fan. Oh my God, that does not have a state, a green, or anything. I'm a Boise State fan. I can't talk too much shit. You're in Philly, yeah, and you you're a Boise State fan, and you are a Minnesota everything fan. Yes, sir. Well, I thought I was mixed up being in Indiana, being a Pittsburgh, and a Steve, I mean, and a, a Michigan fan. No, um. I didn't really watch college football until like four or five years ago, but I'd watch highlights of running backs because my favorite player that I fell in love with in Minnesota was Adrian Peterson. Nah. So I kind of looked around college and was like, then I found Doug Martin. He came from Boise, then Jay Jai, and then I just was like, you know what? I'm going to be a Boise State fan. See, Jay Jai, I like him. He was a good bat. He yep. was a good bat. Now, um, he's playing, uh, now he's playing game. He's online gaming now. Yeah, hey, online gaming is hot, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My son is getting his master's degree in online gaming, so I can't really <laughs> can't talk too much. Can't really say much. I stop playing those games. You're not gonna go anywhere. Uh, yeah, Dad. Sure, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ninja. You never know. You can make it big. Yeah, never know. I mean, what was that? Uh, what do you win? Like four million playing Fortnite? 
A lot more than me. That's all I know. A lot more to me. I can't even – I always shoot up or down. I can never walk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a one-person guy. I'm damn near 50. You know what I'm saying? I'm a one visual. I can't do the moving around thing. You know, whatever gets it done. Whatever gets it done. So, um, bro, um, we came in and I was talking about um, Penn State. I was jumping into a little college talking about Penn State and the Ohio State game this week. I know Penn State had lost uh, last week to the nine overtime game with Illinois. You know what I mean? It was, you know, you get your little opportunities, all, uh, offense, defense, offense, defense. And then after the second one, they go into two-point conversion tries. And then that goes into the game is over with. So they had nine overtimes, so seven two-point conversion overtimes. How do you feel about the overtime rule in NCAA? Honestly, it's like it's like the same rule as like NFL. It was like you had sudden death, and it would just keep going and keep going until the last person scored. But now it's like you're giving too many opportunities, and then people start stop watching. Right. Like look at look at NFL games. Whenever you think your team's losing in the fourth quarter, and everybody leaves, now there's people that are in college. You know. They might have school the next day or something like that. You're you're there till two in the morning. People are gonna start leaving, or people turn off the TV channel. You're start you're, you lose views, you lose money. I think it should go two sudden uh sudden deaths, and then after that, it's over. You know, there should be ties. Yeah, Not I got no problem with ties. You know, what I mean, for thirty or what for eighty five years or one hundred eighty five years in college football, there were ties. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really have an issue with the ties. They don't like the ties because it makes um, makes the the ridiculous process of picking these four teams much more difficult. That's probably why the reason they don't have ties. But me, I was actually I actually liked the ending of that game because it was two teams that did not want to lose. But the the, the fact the the satisfactory thing about it was Illinois being not so good. Penn State still having that opportunity, that outside chance of making the Final Four, and you just can't get it done against Illinois. So I, I, that's the thing about it. But like I was saying with Penn State, it, they're out of it. But they are like the, the most dangerous team in the Big Ten right now because they can ruin everybody's chances because they play mid, they play Ohio State this week. Then I think they got an um, a off week, and then they have um, Michigan State and uh, Michigan. So they got all three of them. So they can make everybody's season just terrible. Well, I think it's the perfect excuse why they should expand the playoffs. How can you have I don't even, countless colleges, and then you have teams like – like what I don't understand is also the rankings, you know. You see, like, Penn State or Iowa, I understand they had upset losses, games they should never lose. But they drop from number two, number four, to 20 or unranked. But then you have Alabama, who's number one or expected to be number one every year, and then they lose a game to Mississippi State, and then all of a sudden they only drop to number five, and now they're back in the top four again. Well, I I say it like this with Alabama – they're good. Just because they lost the game still doesn't mean that there's four teams better than them <laughs> in the country. <laughs> that, that, that is also true. That is also that's true. with that. And I mean, and I think that's how that factors in. But when Penn State lost the first time, 
they went from fourth to ninth. When they lost to Illinois, they went from ninth to 25th or 20th. That's where yeah. you should have went. You know what I'm saying? You lost to an unranked team. There's only got, like, what, two wins against yeah. Montana and Ohio, I think is what it is. So, Some people so, don't even know who they are. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So there you go. That's the reason why you lose that far of a gap. You know what I'm saying? If, if Alabama – Alabama lost, I think, and what helped them out, other schools lost in the top 10 that week, too. So you really couldn't have to fall that far when other people were losing as well. At least they're not Clemson, you know. At least they're, <laughs> they're somewhat ranked now. Oh, Clemson. All the mighty have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till Nick um, Saban retires. What are they going to do? Um, I don't know. But people forget that Alabama did suck for like 30 years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean after, that is true. After the bear left, I mean, they weren't good. They weren't good at all. Then Nick Saban came back, and then all of a sudden, Alabama is, you know, walking the earth next to Jesus. Yeah. I mean, you never know. You never know. Um, let's see. What did I have else? Not really too much on college. Most of the college stuff I had today was for um, – for picks of games, because I'd rather get to talk to you about this NFL stuff. That's what, right. that's what I'm more excited about it. All right, so um, let's go ahead and jump into it. Let's see, we got our Doc Sports NCAA Picks of the Week brought to you by Doc Sports. Text BW Sports 1 to 29022 for your free $60 in picks. So Dan is supposed to be out here doing uh, picks with me. But Dan is always moving and grooving to make BW Sports 1 bigger. So he sends me his picks, and I tell the world his picks. <laughs> so that's where we go. So we're going to jump into our first game of the week. Uh, we got number 19, SMU, at Houston. Uh. <laughs> See, I'm not, I'm not the biggest college fan, but I'll tell you one thing. Houston always causes problems when no one expects it. You could be sitting there any day, like Ed Oliver when he played there. No one talks about Houston, but I don't know where they'll, they'll win or they'll lose by like seven points. I, I don't know about this. I think there might be an upset in this game. Might be an upset in there. So you're looking at Houston going at, uh, at what is it, Southern Methodist University. <laughs> so Southern Methodist University has a lot of history. You know what I mean? They were one of the few – NC or one or two NCAA teams to be blackballed or black sheeted or black card, whatever you call it, where their program was wiped out for cheating allegations back uh, after Eric Dickerson or during the Eric Dickerson scandal, which I'm looking, which is probably 30 years beyond your footballness. <laughs> Eric Dickerson was a great running back from back in the day, played for the Rams and the Colts. And the Colts, yep, and the Colts. Um, but they got a, they've had a couple teams over the last couple of years that's kind of popped in and out. And the thing with Houston is they're playing a conference. What is it? The um, at the AAC athletic conference, the A whatever. They're in with um, Cincinnati. Yeah, the AAC American Athletic Conference. Bam! There you go. So. Um, they're in with them. And Houston, like you say, Houston always seems to have that one team that just pops up out of nowhere. 
You know what I mean? They always seem to beat you at the at that moment. Because if you look at it, they always seem to win seven, eight, nine, ten games a year, somewhere around. They're always in the bowl game. They all you always see one or two players sneak into the NFL. So I do like it. So the Lion, he goes Houston. He's thinking your style. He's going Houston 31, 33, 31. I think I'm gonna go ahead and ride Sam Houston. I mean uh Southern Methodist University. And uh, go with them at 30-28. Now, this is the game of all games, second to the game that is the game. The game of the week, we got number six Michigan Wolverines, go blue, held to the victor, going against little brother, number eight Michigan State Spartans. This game is in East Lansing. I am pissed off this is a noon game. This game should not be a noon game. This game should be a 7-30 game underneath the lights. I'm only assuming the Michigan State doesn't have lights. <laughs> I don't know. I know the big house does within the last 10 years, but I'm only assuming. But what do you you got any thoughts on this game before I uh, get into my uh oh hail to the victors? Michigan Michigan State finds a way to lose every big game they need to win. And it's as simple as that. Like it either goes down to like the Eagles, they don't like running the ball. Uh, or quarterback always finds a way to uh, find the biggest moment and just let everybody down last second. <laughs> so I, I, th- I think, honestly, I think that game ends 28-14 and the 14 points are scored in the first half and they just die off later in the game. Um, I would love for that to go that way. This is easy as pie as that. Um, I don't think it's going to be that easy. I do like Michigan, obviously, in this game, 30-23. I think it's going to be a lot closer game. One, both of these teams are very quality on defense. Uh, they're going to have great pass rush. Michigan with uh, with Hutchison. And um, I forgot the other um, African-sounding name of the guy on the other end. Of the defensive line, they press in very well on opposing quarterbacks. I think Hutchinson is, I think he's in the top 10 in sacks. I know he's on Mel Kuyper's big board in the top 10 uh, coming off this year. Their secondary is growing and getting stronger and stronger. The same with Michigan State, very solid against the run. And both of these teams are very good on the run. You got the number one, uh, number, what is it, number one total offensive rushing attack. With Michigan, and I think you got number four total offensive rushing attack with Michigan State. So this game is going to be a classic Big Ten game. It's going to be played in the cold. It's going to be played in the mud. It's going to be played in the grimy. And Michigan State always seems to not win the big game except for when it's with Michigan. Because <laughs> I remember a few years back, we were winning that game, and then all and of a sudden – And then you tried punching it. Yes. Oh, that, that I think that play ended that guy's career. I don't know what happened to him. I watched a video on it, a documentary on it. He blew something in his leg, and he never played a game ever after that. It was that ended his career. But that that final play, beating you guys, that was I mean, that one way to go out. I mean, this was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's hope you don't have to punt. Last play. Yeah, hope we don't have to punt. But um, I'm sure those boosters, uh, you know, put him somewhere special. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the Michigan running attack is a two-headed fold. You got a guy in Haskins that is powerful, hit the line, but he also has that L1 ability. 
Then you got Crum, who has the L1, L2, the spin button, all that breakaway type speed. What it's going to come down to is can Kay McNamara make the plays down the field? That's what it's going to come down to. Um, and so I got them. I got Michigan 20, I mean 30, 23. Uh, what is it? The Lion looks like he's going with me. He's got Michigan 26, 24. Him being a Notre Dame fan, you don't understand how hard is that for him to pick them. <laughs> <laughs> this is very difficult, especially since we don't play for another 13 years and the ass whooping we gave them on the door out. Yeah. Still feeling it. <laughs> still feeling it. And I'm going to let it go. <laughs> All right. So um, then we pick an upset game of the week. These are games that we think uh, throughout the college world that there's a potential of an upset. So uh, DeLion, he picked – um, Indiana over Maryland, 24-23. I like it. I don't really know if it's an upset because both of those teams suck. So I guess he's going off pure record. I don't I don't know what we're talking about Maryland for. They've been relevant since Stephon Diggs, like, to be <laughs> honest. Eh, I don't know what's going on. They got cute uniforms. <laughs> hey, every time they wear that blackout uniform, they lose like 55 to like seven. So I think they need to stop trying to look cute. Put some more money into those boosters and find some talent. <laughs> I love it. Um, me, I'm going with Ole Miss, number 10 Ole Miss at 18 Auburn. I'm going to go with Auburn, 42-37. You want to so, know why? I'm going to tell you why. I don't have stats for Auburn. I don't have any negative stats for Ole Miss. I just don't like Lane Kiffin. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Why not? That's it. That's all I got. Just don't like Lane Kiffin. <laughs> I, I don't know the game, but anybody playing BYU. I hate BYU. They stole uh, Zach Wilson from us. He was supposed to join Boise State. He transferred to BYU. So I hate him. BYU, I hope they lose. <laughs> well, if it wasn't for the uh, the female student bodies, says BYU aren't allowed to fornicate while they're players. Wow. Yeah, they get put out of school for that. <laughs> There you go. And they bring them young. <laughs> I apologize. I don't. No. I don't. Ban them. Ban them forever. Um, Zach Wilson got hurt. He, he did. Uh, the Eagles traded Joe Flacco to them for a six-round pick. A conditional. So that's even if he plays. <laughs> so they so they're playing uh trade me with uh low flacco. You take him, you take him back. Yep. <laughs> awesome. That is great. So um now we move over to our money game. These are the games we bet on. So um he goes with 17 Pittsburgh. Well, Miami has 17 Pittsburgh. The line is Pittsburgh, uh nine uh over under 61. He went Miami. Plus nine and the over. I, I can't give Miami anything. When's the last time we could reliably count on Miami? That's my point. You know, it pissed me off because I gave them one more shot at the beginning of the year. Miami to challenge North Carolina at the top of the ACC. And both of them would just piss that all away. <laughs> I, I just I remember my freshman year 
my starting quarterback was a Miami fan. And I sat there one day and I just looked at him. I said, why do you like hurting yourself? Because, like, since Ed Reed, Michael Irvin, when have they been relevant? Like, when have they consistently proven? Like, Tennessee fans, every year I hear they're back, they're back, they're back. But every game they're supposed to win or they are competitive in, they start off good, and then the fourth quarter, third quarter, they just – they're like, oh, it's a close game. They're, lo- they're winning by seven. They're losing by three. Then, they're, then they lose by 17 at the end of the game. <laughs> it's like, no, I will never trust Miami. No. Well, Unless they get uh, Archie Manning. Well, they did. Well, they're not going to get Arch. Not at all. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they changed the rule and let him go pro. <laughs> just let him go like basketball. Here you go. Just yeah, let the go. You know what I'm saying? We know you. But um, <clears throat> Miami did have some years after. Didn't they win a national championship after that? With uh, Did they win with um, Edron? No, I think they won kind of in the the the, the early 20, 2020s or something like that. I have to look on that. I have to check. But um, they've had spotty years, man, where you thought that they were good or relevant. But, you know, it's just that that's not the main focus, you know. And I, I agree with I think one of the analysts said uh, quite a ways back. I think it was Herbie. Um, he said when they move games from the Orange Bowl, it's kind of really went down because you don't get that student body atmosphere the way you do because, I mean, it's an hour down the road to go watch your college play football. It doesn't it doesn't make sense for them not to have a stadium um, on Miami or be the Orange Bowl. I, th- I really think it's stupid. I think it affects the student body, which is all of it. And the athletic director has no I, no cares about the football. I think their focus right now is on men's basketball. And that's the sad thing. It's like, if your team's already not that good, why make it harder for fans to want to come to your games? Like, it makes no sense. Uh, What we got? We got Matt saying, Pittsburgh wins, but Miami will cover. It's a trap game. I'll give them that. You know, Miami can't do some crazy things. You know, I can see Pittsburgh walking into there being, yeah, Miami, you suck. This is not the cane. This is not the turnover chain. This is not what we want to see. And being walking in there and not being completely focused and get, you know, and, and squeak one by like how Cincinnati did with uh, last week. So I can see that. I can see that. Um, let's see. Where do we go from here? My money game, I'm going with um, <clears throat> number nine, Iowa at Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm going to stay in the Big Ten. The line is Wisconsin, negative three, over under 36 and a half. I'm going with Iowa, three, and the under. The reason why, because Iowa is still playing good football, even though they know they don't have a chance. They still have a shot of coming out of their division of the Big Ten, you know, to give them a, a – at least an outside fighting chance with one loss, you still have a chance. You know what I mean? So they're still fighting for that. And Wisconsin, they just, you know I mean? Since that first loss, they have just been going down, down, down. The Michigan loss was really bad for them, and they've just been not – just not being playing good football. So um, I like Iowa in this one. Uh, let's see. 
just dealt with it with Penn State against Illinois. That is correct. We talked about that a little bit ago. So let's see. All right, so that's what we got for our college. So we got JC in here to chit-chat about the NFL. So that's what we are really looking. Wisconsin D is good. Iowa's D is better. Wisconsin's offense is slightly better. If their quarterback can throw the ball uh, past five yards across the offensive line. So, um, All right, so let's jump into a quick commercial from Elite Performance, and then we will get into some NFL chit-chat. Welcome back, everybody, to State of Basketball. Uh, oh, wrong show. This is Dukes of Football. I'm just doing too much. <laughs> Welcome back, Dukes of Football. We got our special guest, JC, hanging out with us. Old fan of ours out in um, Philadelphia. Now, tell tell the people how you got hooked up with us here at BW Sports One. You uh, do the iRacing thing? The what? You do the iRacing thing with Dan and them? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I'm with my brother-in-law with Bare Knuckle. Ah, Bare Knuckle. Knuckle Media. Love it. You guys be knocking people out with knuckles. It's awesome. <laughs> so have you, been to, have you been to some of the fights with them? Uh, we went to the last seven events. Nice. Yeah. So, as, I mean, is it the, you can hear the knuckles hitting, Let's put it hitting this face way. and stuff. When you watch it on TV, it it can't even relate to how awesome. awesome it is in person. Like you can hear every knuckle, every bone. You hear someone break a rib, you feel that broken rib. You see someone nose explode. You see an eye. You know it's it's the real deal there. Uh, once you take those gloves off, it's it's a different world of uh, experience. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've caught the wife and I have caught a couple of them on the app and on our uh, jump fire stick. Uh, we've caught a couple of the events. So one thing I don't like about it is the fact that I, I, you need to stop putting them on nights of heavy other sporting events because it's a new uprising, upcoming sport that people are really getting into it because they like the combat. This is pretty much as close to the gladiator as you can get. You know what I mean? So people are liking it, but they're getting conflicted. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I got all this on on a Friday night. You know what I mean? Just I, like last, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, the last fight night two or fight night one it was. I was like, this was been the perfect weekend to have these fights. There's nothing on. So everybody can get great exposure on it. But we like watching it. You know what I mean? So I enjoy it. You know, I mean, I've caught some of the telecasts that you guys have done. So Pretty good. Pretty good. Last question about that. What do you think about these fighters not making weight? 
<laughs> Listen, me and my brother-in-law got into arguments until I started training the fight. I think it is the most ridiculous thing in the world. If you sign up a job, any job, and you have three parts for that job, it is, and it goes, make weight, fight, and, you know, just be a good person, and you don't make that weight, you're not doing your job. Any other job, if you don't do a qualification or do anything, you get fired, and you look bad for any other jobs. But these people, it, they, they use the excuse of it's a new fight. It's a new sport. I, it doesn't matter. You are a professional. I don't care if it's your first fight. I don't care if it's your 50th fight. You, you, you sign a contract for a certain weight. You make that weight. And if you don't, well, <laughs> go find a different sport to play. Yeah, I 100% agree. Man. That rant Dan put up, man, that's opened up a whole can of whoop-ass worms. But I agree. If you're going to sign up for a fight at a certain weight, then unless it's a catch fight, a catchweight fight, then you need to come in at that fight. Now, we all know that you're not going to fight at that weight because once you weigh in, that weight goes away, like, yeah. immediately. <laughs> and so we know you're not going to fight at that weight, so why not make weight? If that's a part of the sport, that's like showing up on a hockey ring with no ice skates. <laughs> a goalie going with to no mask. Without no helmet. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I, I feel that, you know, the powers that be, the board of directors, I, whenever they get all of that sanctioned properly, I think that's something they'll address because you can't just go around. But then we just had the same issue in a UFC fight this weekend, Costa. Paul Acosta has broken the record for weight, uh, overweight. He The record before that was, I believe, 12 pounds. He was 20 pounds overweight. So that means if he wanted to fight at 205, he missed that weight when they were supposed to do the official weigh-ins. <laughs> His last fight against UL, he was 222 pounds. And you're telling me a week before the weigh-ins, you're telling me you couldn't make it because of a left bicep. You couldn't sit in a hot tub or, you know, cut weight any any sort of way. It's it's ridiculous. I think I think the UFC is doing it right. You know, you take pay cuts, but it needs to be like Israel Anasendi said, 50%. You know, some of these dudes are made of money. Like some of these dudes have other businesses, you know, CBD or uh, a whiskey brand. Mm -hmm. I think it either goes as if you win the fight, it's a disqualification or no contest. You know, it needs to be serious. These guys risk their lives every single day and don't have other opportunities. Some of these guys had misfortunes earlier in their lives where they had criminal records or they were in the wrong bunch. And this is their only opportunities. And when their competition don't take it as serious because they were given, you know, they had better luck. It ruined, you know, that ruins their body. You know, CT is mm -hmm. a real thing. Concussions, broken bones. Um, liver, you know, all these things. I think if bare knuckle wants to be taken serious and put on a different type of level like the UFC, they need to really hound on these immature amateurs that want to be professional fighters. I think it yep, needs to be taken yep. serious, and I think you hit their pockets, the consequences no. for these actions need to be taken life or death because this is life or death. It's like exactly or you need to suspend them uh for yeah. medical reasons because if you can't make that weight there must have been a medical reason especially if paul Costa says you have an injured bicep then why are you taking the fight why are you taking the fight and an injured bicep you 20 um, pounds overweight that's just like maybe the, three or four the, or five the high school team that played img 
Who, Sierra Canyon or Bishop Sitar? <laughs> A bishop, whatever. 20 pounds. Yeah, 20 pounds overweight. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But anyway, he got what he wanted. He got his ass whooped. Yeah, that bishop that, yeah, yeah. Bishop Sycamore, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get into some NFL. Uh, let's see what we got here. So, uh, nope, that's not it. NFL talk. Where am I? I don't know where the hell I am. So I think my anyway. is going on. All right, we're back. <laughs> all right, we're back. We're talking about uh, NFL now. Where is all of my crap? There we go. I found it. <laughs> Inside the NFL Cooler Chatter. Uh, brought to you by Circle City Cryogenics, where we freeze just about anything but bodies. <laughs> All right, so now we're into our NFL talk. Uh, I had a whole list of shit to talk about NFL, but when I talked to you earlier today, I said, you know what? Screw it. I ain't talking about none of that shit. We're going to go right to what we want to talk about. I still got my picks, but we're going to talk about this. So we're going to start off with coaches in the hot seat. Coaches in the hot seat. Me, I only got one coach in the hot seat. And he'll be back in a second. <clears throat> All right, so we'll we'll bring you back in. We'll bring you back in when his uh when his signal comes back up. So uh while I wait for him to come back in, I'll talk about some of that crap that I was saying that I didn't want to talk about. So um uh there he is. All right. Sorry about that. The internet went out. Oh dude, you're good. That shit happens to everybody. <laughs> All right, so coaches on the hot seat. I only got one coach on the hot seat that's like so hot. I already know how you still got it. Yeah, Matt Nagy. Matt Knight? Okay, mm -hmm. let's put it this way. It's the same reason why the Eagles coaches say longer than a year. The the manager the management up up at top, they don't want to take the blame for it. So they let this guy take all the blame. They'll sit there and say, This guy was so good at his position and you know, we gave him opportunity, and they let him draft whoever they want. And then when he messes up completely and the fans can't take it anymore, they finally let him go. It is ridiculous that that man still has a job. It is absolutely ridiculous that that man has a job. I'm surprised he ain't got that kid hurt yet. You know what I mean? He this is he is proven to be an incapable and incompetent quarter, uh, head coach. Now, I don't know if you're calling the plays. I don't know what you got going on up there, but you're not putting this guy, Justin Fields, in a position to be successful, in a position to learn to be successful. Yeah, he's a rookie quarterback. They're going to have their issues. They all do. You know what I mean? Paid many won one game or three games. You know what I'm saying? He sucked. But you know what I mean? But you have to give him those – you have to put him in opportunities to try to get better. You're out there just putting that boy out there to kill, and then he don't want to run the ball, which is what got you to the league. You know what I mean? So – I think McNaggy has to call fall on a lot of that blame. And he's very good at deflecting that off to other people in those press conferences. Very often, very few times as he said, you know what? It's my fault. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that's what yep. he should say. And the th thing is, it, it's crazy that they had Andy Dalton, you have Nick Foles, and then you bring Justin Fields. Three completely different quarterbacks. And they turn around the exact same plays with all three of them. 
And then you sit there and you get no help for them. There's no help on that offense. You have no, they have no run game. They have no receivers. There's nothing there. And for them to just throw Justin Fields, and that proves the point that Mitchell Trubisky was not the problem. It's the head coach. Oh, yeah. It's all the coaches he brought in. It's all of that. There's no reason Mitchell Trubisky should not get another chance. Now, I'm not saying he's no Tom Brady, but he took that, that team to two playoffs. And, with, like, that's something. That's, that's saying something about Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, I mean, we were all over Mitchell Trubisky. You know what I'm saying? You know I mean, I want to apologize to you, too. You know what I mean? It's not your fault. You put the situation out to win. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I mean, there's some. I think there might be a couple other coaches. I think Mike McCarthy is on that coaching seat. You know, right now the Cowboys are winning games, so it, it it's kind of not really focusing on him a lot. But his decision making over the last two years and critical points of the game have been so questionable, and he just has this look on his face like. He's given up. He's, yeah, he's given up. Yeah, and I'm just I'm I, I think the 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 what is it the offensive coordinator is doing more head coaching than I think Mike McCarthy is. I think he's a, a, yeah, I think he's a, a, a head fixture kind of like uh Jason Garrett was. You know what I mean? But I think Jason Garrett had something on <laughs> I think he had something on Jerry Jones, like he had the photos. Of him and the cocaine and the hookers and he's the got, he's got a couple of emails <laughs> saved. Yeah, he's got something. So, but I think uh, Mike McCarthy is probably on that list too. Outside of that, maybe Shanahan in San Francisco, but I can't really see too much other than that. I think, honestly, as a Vikings fan, I think Mike Zimmer's on his way out. I think if if they don't make the playoffs and at least win, if they don't. Now, it's very unrealistic if they win out, but if they don't make it out of the wild card, uh, I think he's gone. I th- yeah, he's I forgot about Zimmer. Probably, he's probably one of like the second greatest head coach in Vikings history, but his production, the teams he's had, and the records he's produced after those teams do not equate to what could have been. Uh, one NFC well, championship. He's the second greatest coach not to win a championship. <laughs> no, no, in, in Vikings history. No, no, he's not even close. You know, <laughs> in Vikings history, I think I think he's just too old. I think he just sat there and he's he's very old school and he does not have he doesn't have it in him anymore to be a legit contender. He's not Bill Belichick where he can be 50 years into coaching and still have it. He's just not it. I think this is last year. Even if we make it, I think he might be in a position where even if he wins a wild card, it's not good enough and he's gone. Yeah. I, th- I think Minnesota has a lot of answers, a lot of, a lot of answers to some questions that they really aren't trying to ask. Um, and you do have to look at Mike Zimmer for some of the teams that he's put together with the players that he's had. You know, I mean, you've had outstanding defenses over the last couple of years. They haven't been able to do anything with them. I know you got Kirk Cousins to play good football for a contract year. And that's pretty much what you got. You got you like that. And and for a half a season and that was it. You know what I'm saying? So is it time? So you paid him all this money. So is it time to start to make a move on him or do you get rid of the coach? 
most likely they're going to get rid of the coach. Honestly, you know I, mean? I a lot of people disagree with me, but I think without Kirk Cousins, we would be the New York Giants of the NFC. Without Kirk Cousins, we would be the Lions. We would be 0-7. Kirk Cousins, if you look at his stats, yes, he doesn't win primetime games. But look mm-hmm. at his stats during those games. First of all, he played for the Redskins. That, that answers half his career. So half those career games, I wouldn't even put on him. Um, honestly, half those losses this year, I would put on the defense. Show me a game this year where Kirk Cousins wasn't lights out. He's, I think, 11-3. and three. He's, uh, he's got over 1,000 yards passing. It's, it, he has no blame in this. I give zero blame to Cousins. Um, do I think he's worth $85 million guaranteed? Not at all. Do I think he should be our starter? Yes. I think Kellen Mond, after the preseason, we saw that he's not ready mm-hmm. and we should not rush him. He's not even going to be half of what RG3 would be. He wouldn't be anywhere near these guys. He would not be Mac Jones. He wouldn't be any of these guys. So I think – Without Kirk Cousins, we would be the laughing stock of football. I wouldn't go as far as the laughing stock of football, <laughs> but because I think that you guys got good pieces, you just need to get those pieces to work well together. Um, I'm not a hater of Kirk Cousins. I kind of like him. You know, you like that. That was awesome. You know, what I mean, he's always yeah. been a guy not to lose games, but he's not a guy that'll go win games. You know what I'm saying? I think Kirk Cousins, you know what I mean? I think he's an overpaid backup. You know what I mean? I really do. I think he's a I think he's a good guy, but I think the Minnesota can do better. Now, what they have behind him, you really have no choice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and that is also awesome. Yeah, you don't really have a choice, but you have to play. But I, I don't want to say Kirk Cousins is a bad quarterback. Kirk Cousins is a quarterback that won't lose the game for you. I'll say that. But it also doesn't help that Dalvin Cook can't stay healthy for three games in a row. You also have that. Or we bring back Anthony Barr, and he hasn't been healthy since the NFC Championship game, which was in 2017. So (laughs) I think – and, you know, we bring back Everson Griffin, who's out of his prime, but is a – you know, he he helps the defense. But people like Anthony Barr – we get rid of Anthony Harris when he stopped having production. We got rid of him. We sent him to the Eagles. Anthony Barr needs to go. I think he – him – we get rid of Kyle Rudolph. We send him to the Giants. I think I think Mike Zimmer's too close to the guys he's had throughout his career in Minnesota. You know, we – why wasn't Harrison Smith extended two years ago? You know, I don't care if he still has years left on his contract. We had no problem extending Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. You know, we were winning games with Teddy Bridgewater. That's a Bridgewater. whole other conversation. <laughs> yes, it, you know, that's that's what this is the Teddy Bridgewater curse. There was no reason to just give up on that man when he was winning your football team games. He was playing. He had a freak leg injury, and then it was like, oh, well, Teddy Bridgewater, he's just no damage good. Just ship him off. And you know, <laughs> and that's the thing. I think you know, it's an old white man taking care of a predominantly African American team, and. Let's face it how it is, you know, Teddy Bridgewater left and you bring in Kirk Cousins. And uh, there's not much, you know, 
they might not have the exact same stats. You know, Kirk Cousins might have more, but he's been around Kyle Shanahan. He's been around dudes that built around him, and Teddy Bridgewater did not get that opportunity. Just like when nope. he went to the Saints and went five and zero, oh. he went five and zero oh as a backup, brought them and in just last washed year. his ass right away. <laughs> and he's gone, and he's gone, and then he goes to Denver, loses a couple games, and then he's like, "Oh, well, he's washed up." It's like no yeah. one ever. What don't believe in him. You know what I mean? I think he's got a better. I think I got a better argument with Bridgewater than I do Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett, what is? Uh, I'm just mad at Indianapolis because they didn't get the brother a shot. You know what I'm saying? You got a half a year with a broke down offensive line, a half of one receiver, no tight ends, and say, oh, he's not getting the job done. And he was hurt. It's insane. it it, It is insane. And then you get these guys. Like, why did Brock Osweiler get a chance in the NFL longer than he did? That man should be in prison for bank robbery he robbed oh. houston denver miami that man is three times better burglar than anybody ever he's the mastermind of stealing people's money i still got bobby bonilla <laughs> he's still getting paid a million bucks a year from the mets but the lions still won't pay calvin johnson no <laughs> insane Insane. Uh, so, yeah, I think the last one on that list I would have to say would probably be um, Shanahan in San Francisco because this is just not working. It's just not working no matter what he does. And, you know, just keep following on the outside looking in. You got this great wasted defense. So I think he could be sneakily on the hot, hot seat as the season progresses. How do you feel about Mike Tomlin? How do you think they handled it right by bringing back Big Ben, even though they, he had no arm left? Uh, what did we have better? Well, let's Not put for it Mike Tomlin, talking about for Ben. Now, Ben's my favorite Steeler ever. I've been a Steeler fan since I was like eight years old, so he's my favorite Steeler. Now, I don't want to say too much about him, but yeah, Ben's old. You know, yeah. I think if Ben was in a situation where a couple of these other old quarterbacks is where he doesn't have to do so much, you can see still some of that effectiveness because he can still throw the ball down the field. He can still do all. He still has the archery. He shows it. He just gets the opportunity to get it done because his offensive line is hot trash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How this shit is a dumpster like- fire. How would you feel if they brought in someone like Cam Newton and run like a no, like a Russell Wilson in no. like early career? No, no, okay. no. I would, I, I would do Harris, I would do Watson, but I would not bring in Cam Newton to my football team. He's what about up. what about all the allegations? You don't have any problem worrying about him being suspended. See, this is my thing with the allegations. Well, if he gets suspended, it's going to be this year. And I have two things I have an issue with that. For one, if you're not going to be punished in the court of law for a situation like that, then your employment should not have the opportunity to punish you if the court of law does not. I don't give a damn if it violates your code of conduct because it doesn't violate your code of conduct because he was not found guilty. 
That's or what was I got the on that. Of those charges, like Ray Rice, or, or like, release it. Right, you know what I'm saying. Like, I have know, a problem have with like that. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Well, those are different. You know, Ray Rice and different situations. Different situations, but I think it comes down to people are finding excuses why to keep these guys off the field because it makes the fans happy if they see justice for someone because they might agree with it. But it also comes down to this, it's this man's life, and we've seen it before where athletes have been accused of very disgusting things and been proven innocent, and their careers are over because of it. Ruined. Yep, yep. You're, you're guilty before proven innocent, and you should be innocent before proven guilty. And it, and it doesn't happen. The court of public opinion kills these people. And the thing I got with Deshaun Watson, and I've said it before, you got 22 cases. And not one of those cases is a criminal case. So right there, simple, this is some bullshit. I think what it was is the city of Houston, they didn't like how, how the NFL got John Gruden. I'm a conspiracy theorist, bro. But uh, <laughs> I feel what they did was he was they were pissed off because he was unhappy after signing that huge-ass deal because all of the moves that y'all were making, he didn't want to be a part of that bullshit anymore. And so he wanted out. So we're going to make an we're going to make we're going to make an example of you. That's what we're going to do. We're going to show you who's boss, uh, uh, boy. We're going to show you who's boss. And so all of a sudden, like Deshaun Watson was the 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 nice guy. This guy, everybody through the league, you couldn't find a bad thing on him. You couldn't find nothing on him in Cleveland. But all of a sudden, he don't want to be in Houston. And here come twenty two women. Really, twenty two? Twenty two? I know. I know. I know five. They'll go right to the police. You tell me 22 women, not one filed a police report. Same thing with Gruden. There's 650,000 now. I thought everything he did was wrong. He should be punished how he is. 650,000 emails. And he's the only one. He pissed somebody off. He didn't do what he was supposed to do in this cartel that is the NFL. And they made an example. So uh, and that's why they won't release the rest of them. All the rest of y'all, y'all see what we can do. Fall in line. Look at the the head of Hall of Fame, the guy that introduces people or introduction people into the Hall of Fame. He retired immediately after John Gruden was uh, pretty much fired from his job after he retired from being a head coach. <laughs> no, that's called that's called you didn't agree with something. Perfect example, Chip Kelly. When Chip Kelly came to the Eagles, everything was fine until he tried che- treating these grown ass men like college students. Yep. Making them run. You know, you're not going to get Jason Peters to run like a 20 year old every single day. You know, and then LaShawn McCoy. And I make more corner. money than you do. <laughs> exactly. And then when you have dudes like LaShawn McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, Nick Foles when he was good, and then you get rid of them, like you, you trade LaShawn McCoy for Kiko Alonzo. Oh. And then. Deshaun Jackson, when he was with Cal, had gang ties. Okay, there's problems with that. There's, you know, you should not be involved with that. But he tried getting away from that, and you cut him because of his past. That is insane. That the man's still playing in the NFL, and Chip Kelly's somewhere coaching some team that is irrelevant right now. So, how much sense does that make getting rid of a guy because of his past? Hey, you know what I mean? They they crazy with it right now, bro. With this. This cancel culture, that's a that's a whole nother uh, conversation that I don't want to get into. We but, might get I canceled. Mean, Let's not talk about it. Let's not definitely get canceled. Well, they can't cancel me. You know what I mean? I don't give a shit. <laughs> what you going to do? You know what I mean? You going to cancel me? Woo! I canceled the one. 
<laughs> that shit's not making TMZ. There you go. But um, you know, so I I don't know, man. Yeah, but anyway, so so let's move on. Let's get to our next one. Now, this one should be fun. MVP front runners. This should be fun. I wanted to wait to do this the next week to after tomorrow's game with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray. But I'm like, no, what? Screw it. Let's talk about it. You got a couple guys. You got Kyler Murray. You got uh, Dak, who should be in there. And I'm not a Cowboy fan, but I like Dak. You got Dak's name in there. Uh, you got Tom Brady, who I don't think people really, really should be talking about, even though he's playing. He's got better stats than he did when he was in his 20s, and he's 44 years old. He should be MVP every year. Every time he starts his season, he should be MVP. <laughs> I got conspiracy theories about that. I think Tom Brady's on EPOs. They're, they're, <laughs> listen, look at look at all the guys he's with, guys that are younger than him. They start to deteriorate. Tom, uh, Payne Manning. His arm exploded. He can barely throw the ball down the field anymore when he won Super Bowl 50. Big Ben can't throw like he used to. All these guys, Drew Brees couldn't throw a paper bag down a hallway, and he was four years younger than Tom Brady. And Tom Brady went from throwing like a high school kid to throwing like Dak Prescott now. And he's, what, 42? 44. He's 44. Like, come on, man. It, that's insane. There is That is not natural. <laughs> Listen. Listen, listen. Uh, it is natural. It's starting to be natural because you start to see all over the sport. Used to be the only sport that had old dudes was baseball. Baseball was the only sport that had old ass dudes because you don't do shit in baseball. I mean, you stand around for nine innings and every once in a while you have to <laughs> exert yourself to go catch a ball. You do nothing. You scratch your crotch and you spit sunflower seeds and nasty. You, you catch a ball. You catch a ball. Like, Ooh, throw it back. You didn't do nothing. The, most, the person who gets all the damn work is the catcher and the pitcher. <laughs> but older guys are playing longer in the NBA. Older guys are playing longer. And not just playing longer, still being effective at playing at these later ages. Guys are taking care of their bodies. You know, when I was young and we were playing, we didn't take care of our bodies like that. Yeah, we tried to eat a little better. Yeah, we try to work out, you know, and stuff like that. But we don't take care of the bodies the way they do now. Like Tom Brady hadn't eaten bread in 20 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These guys spend millions of dollars on their bodies. So, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. You know what I mean? But if the offense is designed for you to do exactly what you do, if, if Tom Brady was in Pittsburgh, he would look 44 years old. <laughs> that no, no, you're right. That is true. That is true. I no, you 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 changed my mind on that. That you know, what I mean, and dude, he's got a freaking supermodel. Wouldn't you want to stay in shape too? And she makes more money than him. He's got to do something right. Hey, well, I don't know if she make more money. She might have at one point in time. I know she's a, she's a bad bitch, but. Listen, bro, you're next to Giselle Bunchen. I'm pretty sure you're going to stay in shape, too. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> um, but let's uh, let's get to the, the, the people for the MVP. So you got Colin Murray, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, uh, Lamar Jackson. I got Joe Burrow over Lamar Jackson. You got because of the game, that game? No. Um, I think it – I don't – care. Uh, take away the running back scenarios, 
I watched that game from start to beginning, and after halftime, you can see the quit. You can see the whole team momentum and just will to determine to even try. You you know when you're losing a game. I played football. You probably played football. There's no reason if you're losing 44 nothing, 44 to 42, to give up a game. They completely gave up that game. You can well, see it. the fourth the fourth down conversions were pitiful. You can see him right when right after he threw the ball, he was walking to the sideline, wasn't even like looking at the screen to see what he did wrong, yelling at teammates. I understand competitiveness, but I saw no heart after that game. <clears throat> I mean, when things aren't going your way, yeah, you guys are gonna gonna butt heads with each other because you have different views of why things aren't going that way. I don't think it was a um a quit. It was just at a point at the time that Cincinnati just had it had it and wanted it more than Baltimore did. You know what I mean? I think that the injuries finally caught up to Baltimore in that particular game, and it was exploited. Let's face it. You know what I mean? The weakest part of Baltimore's defense is their corners. The strongest part of Cincinnati's offense is Chase. <laughs> and that's what they went to. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think it was a good win for Cincinnati. I think it was a good win for the AFC North. Uh, you know, Cincinnati has been trash. Uh, but I still got Lamar Jackson ahead of Joe Burrows in the MVP race. I don't have him at the top, but I have I still have him up there because, I mean, the things that he's doing on the floor, on, on the field right now is just amazing. And the fact that what we have known to see him do is run the ball, and that's not – what he's majorly doing right now. He is standing in the pocket and he is hitting these slant routes, these crossing routes, these posting goals, these timing routes on the dime. It's not like the old Lamar Jackson where he was just throwing the ball up and help and hoping somebody come gets it. Now he's anticipating plays. He's putting balls on spots. And now it makes his running look so much more better. So much more, so much more better, so much better. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Had to check my English. <laughs> so I have him up there. So I still have him a little ahead of him. Um, right now, I would say I'd have to lean Tom Brady second to Kyler Murray. See, my thing is this. I'm, as a Vikings fan, I would never like to talk about Aaron Rodgers in a good way. <laughs> but let's, let's be honest. They can yes. win every game for the rest of the season. They're going to lose in the NFC Championship game, blowout loss, and we won't talk about it again. He's what, one in four? It's ridiculous. You know, MVP, what, most valued player. That means if you go in any team, you would be that, that member that would take them to the next level. Do we think Aaron Rodgers would be able to take the Jets, the Lions, and improve them because if you look at it, he's had yes. some great teams. But if they don't do, because we'll look at it, Green Bay. Once they don't give him what he wants, he wants out. He'll go do Jeopardy. He doesn't care. He'll make that money somewhere else. And I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that. You know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been extremely loyal to Green Bay. Green Bay has not shown Aaron Rodgers the proper respect and loyalty that I think he deserves, he thinks he deserves, and other Hall of Fame quarterbacks that were in his position thinks he deserves. You know what I'm saying? But you got to look down at the numbers. Aaron Rodgers produces on the football field. 
And yes, I think if he did go to the Lions, he would make the Lions better. They would be over. I guarantee you if Aaron Rodgers was the Lions, they would be over because Aaron Rodgers is like one of those quarterbacks like Tom Brady. He makes he makes receivers great that you've never heard of. You know what I'm saying? Look back at some of those receivers that Tom Brady's had, other than Deion Branch. Tell me where they went to school. Where did Julian Elliman go to school? Did we? I I watched college bas college football, college basketball, college baseball, college wrestling. I've never heard of Julian Elliman until he got to the league. You know what I mean? I That's think, what Tom. I think he went to Kent, Kent State, or something like that. But he was a quarterback, and that and he did punt return, and now he's uh he's <laughs> arguable Hall of Fame wide receiver. Because Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers both make great receivers out of basic people. Well, my so, argument yes. is that he wouldn't make those teams better. My argument is the Packers and how historic they are wouldn't give Aaron Rodgers what he wanted. They won't help him. They they barely brought back Randall Cobb. You know, they 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 didn't. They drafted a wide receiver and a running back after they went to the NFC Championship game. Do we think the Jets, who constantly mess up any situation that is good for them, would they give Aaron Rodgers anything? Would they Would they even draft anybody for them? Would he Would they sign anybody like a wide receiver good for him? I mean, I guess that depends on what the organization wants to do. If Aaron Rodgers was to get there, you know, what I mean, Green Bay for some reason, felt that they didn't want to put pieces around him. You know, and for me, I feel that's stupid for your football team. Aaron Rodgers is your best chance to win championships. Why wouldn't you not give him what he's one of the top 10 uh, quarterbacks of all time? Why would you not give him what you want? He's already taken you to two Super Bowls, 1-1. One, one. Why would you not give him what he needs to, to make you guys better? Why would you get rid of those parts? It's old shabby ass back, backyard coach that you've never heard of. And then he comes in and tries to tell Aaron Rodgers, the guy who won Super Bowls, the, you know, the, who's hailed as the better quarterback than Brett Favre in Green Bay, how are you just going to come here and just tell him, no, this is what we're going to do? No, you're supposed to talk to the guy who's going to win you football games. And they didn't do that. And so Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's going to be in Green Bay next year. He's going to go somewhere where he's going to be valued. Tom Brady laid out a <laughs> – Hey, hey, he can follow Brett Favre's footsteps. He can come over to Minnesota, no, no. take us to the NFC Championship, no, maybe win the, us the a better, Super Bowl. I'm not complaining then. I love the, the man. Better, the better move would go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> that would no, be the no, better listen, move. listen, listen, listen. That would be Listen, the better. You can move. have him one year. You can have him one year. You can take him. You can win a Super Bowl. Then you can send him over to us. That puts us with seven, and we're back in the lead. And I'm good with that. Oh, perfect. <laughs> hey, we're zero for four. You know, I'll, I'll take one. You know, <laughs> one's better than nothing. No, but I do think Aaron Rodgers' name needs to be in that conversation, just kind of like it was last year. You know how beat up and crippled was that team last year, but yet Aaron Rodgers always finds a way to win that game. I would love to do that with this game coming tomorrow, but I'm sorry. I can't not, not with not Avante Adams not going, even though I believe in what, what Aaron Rodgers can do on the football field. But well, apparently Devontae Adams isn't playing tomorrow. And no, he's I not. Believe, that's why I was that's why I went yeah, to the yeah, Cardinals. No. I think I think Colin Murray's number one, but if Aaron Rodgers finds a way to win this game, even if he doesn't win another big game and keeps putting up the stats he does, he is the MVP for this year. Yeah, he'll compete with Tom Brady. 
Because Tom Brady is yeah. not going to lose until he goes into uh, – I don't think he'll lose again until they – like maybe a game or two before the uh, playoffs when they have to buy and they have to sit. We're going to rest some players. Yeah, yeah. I think he's founding it. The defense is starting to get together. But I like I like what you said between those two. So, But Callum Murray right now is outstanding <laughs> guy who's leading that pack. He's slinging the ball all over the place with pinpoint accuracy. He's got the most accurate deep ball that I've seen in such a long time. And he's able to get around and being 5'8", I don't know how you do it, but the dude is electrifying and he's off that. Uh, let's see. Hold on. What we got here? Um, Dan said, uh, JC, who the Eagles beat in the NFC Championship game at their home field? Listen. <laughs> what fan base ate horseshit after winning the Super Bowl? <laughs> I don't care who you are. I don't care who you be. You're the fan base sat there and said, we just won the only, the one time ever, and we're going to go outside. We're going to find a horse. We're going to bend over, and we're going to eat some horse shit. I think I'm okay with not winning the Super Bowl. I'm not eating no horse shit. Oh, this is, this is absolutely – this is a continuement from earlier today. This <laughs> is – all right, um, all right. Let's get into these picks, man, because I'm over here missing the Pacer game <laughs> and the Nick, the Nets game and the Hornets game. No, I'm just I'm always watching something. Uh, so let's get into these picks. But yes, I do like Kyler Murray at that. So we'll see how it goes at the end of the year. Uh, this game tomorrow is going to be excellent. So uh, we're going to jump into our Doc Sports NFL picks of the week, brought to you by Doc Sports uh, once again. Text BW Sports One to two nine zero two two for your free sixty dollars in picks. All right, first game up, my good man. We have yes, the Steelers and the Browns. What an exciting game for myself in the AFC North. What an exciting game here it is for these guys. Um, good game. I'm going Steelers twenty seventeen. The Lion is going Steelers thirty twenty. What do you have, my good man? If Baker's not playing and that nope. defense – Nope. So, I mean, nope. uh, Kareem Hunt, I believe, is out with a hamstring injury. Both of them are out with a calf. It, it, there's no point. You might as well just say it's a bye week. It's another bye week. Unless Big Ben decides not to play that game and just, you know, do like he did against the Jags in that championship game and just, like, throwing picks. I – I, I don't see, see them losing. The defense cannot help that offense that much. There's there's not a there's not a player alive unless you know we got a Sean Watt. Taylor, you know, we got all a these Watt. legends. We got yeah, a Watt. No. Yeah, there's <laughs> no way. We got one of the Watt boys. <laughs> I think I the think it's gonna to be the water something boy like we got. 33 to 13, if that. I think it's gonna be a blowout. Yeah. Najee um, Harris runs all over the Bears or the all the Browns. Well, I would like for him to run all over the Browns, but the Browns' defensive line is stout. They still do have Miles Garrett and Ladavian Clowney, so I won't get too excited. We thought the same thing when we picked against them um, last week when they miraculously won with Case Keenum. So you have to be aware that Case Keenum can manage games. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how they still ran the ball when both of the running backs were – you know, gone somewhere. And yeah, and who was it? The running back who they got off the he, street. He sat the there Ernest. two years ago. 
Yes, he sat there two years ago and was begging every uh, what was that league called? That the AFL. Yeah, the he AFL. was begging that, and then he runs for a hundred plus yards and a touchdown. One hundred forty-six yards, a touchdown, and twenty-two yards out the backfield. D. Ernest. Yes, well, my God, just good, he just got him a contract. The Broncos are not who we thought they were at all. Yeah. I didn't think they were shit anyway. At all. <laughs> They, 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 Poor they are Miller. That. you know, I don't, I don't care. We love Teddy Bridgewater. I love Von Miller. You know, Patrick Sertan is, could be defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, but TJ Watt versus like Noel Von Miller. Hey man, TJ yeah, Watt, no, man. It's just not happening. Hey, TJ Watt, man. He's a Watt. He's, he's a little, hey man, you need a Watt. When you got a Watt on your team, the, the then best you'll understand. <laughs> A hundred million dollar what? <laughs> so um <clears throat> I think it's still gonna be a tough game. You know, we still have offensive line issues. I think the bye week helped a little bit. Big is was a little nicked up. I think it'll help with the um the receivers who were a little nicked up. So uh we'll see. I'll be ready to watch it. I know that, sir. Uh so now we move on to our upset game. Uh, the lion is going with the Cowboys five and one at the Vikings three and two. He is going with your Vikings. Listen, I- I'm gonna say this 26. now forget about the 2017 NFC championship game. The Vikings could easily <laughs> be five and one and could have and, and should have beat the number one team in the NFC, the Arizona Cardinals, for a Dalvin Cook fumble or a last second missed field goal. We should we could be five and one, but we're three and three. You know, bad teams lose games, good teams win games. I think right. I think this is the perfect game for someone to bet on a home team that's an underdog. Uh Dak Prescott right. could easily be the MVP, but I think Dalvin I think it's just gonna be a great offensive game. I think it could be over sixty points <laughs> this game. Dan, you're feeling me, bro. <laughs> Shoulda, woulda. Coulda. <laughs> if if the cat would have stopped, the dog would have caught him. <laughs> well, that's true. That is true. Um, I don't know, man. The Cowboys are playing absolutely excellent. I think if it's a good time to knock them off, would be coming off the bye. You're not really sure how injured or how not uh, Dak is uh, walking out of the stadium after ending the game on a touchdown, walking out with a boot. So, um, you have to look at that. Their defense is playing lights out. You got Riggs, who's got you know more interceptions than games played. So <laughs> I don't like to talk about the Cowboys. Please believe me, I am a Cowboy hater all Listen. day through and through. I'm not saying most teams. I say I just don't like them. You know what I'm saying? With the, the minute, Cowboys, I am a hater. The minute we talk about Diggs and a highlight interception, he gives up a 40 yard touchdown the next play. Hey, it happens. Turnovers are turnovers, but giving up touchdowns and the most receiving – you could lead the league in NFL history for most receiving yards in a season. That's also a glaring problem. Let's see, and when you, you have to go at. against – when you have to go against Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, who's not playing like a slump anymore – He's, you know, there is no more. You know, if you give up yards on that, it's going to be a bad game for uh, Diggs, I believe. 
well, I, I, I don't know. I don't have to call this one, so I will leave it at that. <laughs> uh, my upset game, I'm going Titans 5-2 at the Colts 3-4. I'm going with the Colts 27-21 on the road. I still think Derrick Henry was probably going to have 200 yards on the ground, but I think the Colts are going to find a way. They think I think they generate enough turnovers to pull this one out on the road. Plus, this is a division game. And the Colts have kind of historically um, had control over this division. So even though they have been losing, I still think they have that air about them that they can walk into any stadium in this division and win. And this is a big game for them if they want to get back into maybe the wild card race or even competing for this division. They have to win this game. It's a must win game. So I'm going with the Colts 27 21. We completely for- forgot about the most dominant player since I don't know when in Derrick Henry. Adrian Peterson. Race. That, <laughs> no one, Adrian, Adrian Peterson is my favorite player of all time, but there is no comparison. This man, Listen, might go if Adrian for- Peterson, if Adrian Peterson does not get hurt. There is no question that Adrian Peterson will be just ridiculous with the yards. I mean, he'd probably have three 2,000-yard seasons in a row. If Adrian Peterson came in the league when Derrick Henry came in, it'd be the same thing. But it's not. Or, or, if, Adrian Peter, or, or if Adrian Peterson didn't smack the girl or, you know, spank his listen, child like a disciplinary listen, listen, parent. Listen. listen, Kareem Hunt beat up a girl and is still playing in the league. Adrian Peterson disciplines his kid in his own house and he gets suspended from the, the season. It makes no sense. The league is out of control. Peyton Manning should be the <laughs> yeah. commissioner. I'm, John I'm down fired. for it. Cancel culture yeah, should have been back way far back then. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> it was, it's just crazy. You can get more time in jail for, for disciplining your child than a child molester does from touching his booty. Marvin Harris murdered someone in front of his own bar. And yes, he, he did. And he you ain't heard shit. You ain't heard shit. But he was and nothing happens. He was out the league. He was gone. He was out the league then. <laughs> but that's funny that you mentioned that because the wife and I talk about that often. Like, how do you shoot somebody in your bar and then nobody talks about it? Like, well, everybody, just like, the NFL says we're going to stop talking about people that are of hate, but they have OJ Simpson, Hall of Fame, all over the NFL. Or you got Ray Lewis who kills people. Hey, listen, you can't take all OJ out for uh, an allegation. Are, are we really going to go there? Uh, we could go there. We could go there. I'm not saying that I agree. <laughs> I'm just saying in the court of law, listen, innocent. Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning got allegations about touching his uh, his uh, trainer. Uh, he wasn't Tennessee. touching. He was dangling his wang in her face. <laughs> listen, everybody's got to have a good time. Allegations are allegations, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, hey, you can't take him out. Sorry, you know I, mean? I think they the need line. to give Reggie Bush his Heisman back. The lion just yelled at us and said, fix your damn green screen. Listen, listen. <laughs> Where is he at? Why, why is he not in here? <laughs> he commenced his speech on it. Fix your brother's green screen. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, think, I think the league – I think the league – is very hypocritical on their standards. Oh, hell um, yeah. I think 
John Gruden is definitely not the only one. First of all, let's talk about it. He's been in the league for how long since he since he was last a Raider in 2001? So it's been 17 years or so since he last coached and won a Super Bowl. And you're telling me he was the only coach to write racial slurs or, you know, all these things? It's ridiculous. Man, I'm with you. I'm a conspiracy theorist. I tell you, man, there's there's more to come. I know Congress is asking for those emails now. NFL is saying they're they're going to comply, but I wouldn't be surprised if some of those emails just disappeared. <clears throat> I'm just saying, you know, what I mean, like the spaceship in Area 51, it just somehow just disappeared, but we know it was there. But um, you know, I I just think John Gruden was made an example of you. You violated the, you know, what I mean, I watched the blacklist. You know, with Raymond Reddington. I think you violated the cartel's, you know, secret order. You know what I mean? You blabbed your mouth about something you weren't supposed to talk about. You talked about Fight Club and you got kicked out. And you got kicked out. You first rule of Fight Club because we don't talk about Fight Club. And he, he, hey, that's what I think happened to him. And yes, the NFL is completely double standard on a whole bunch of shit, but that'd be a show that probably take forever to do <laughs> people's feelings would get hurt and no one wants to have that conversation yes no one wants to have that conversation all right so uh let's go ahead and finish this out let's see what we got dan's money game is Bengals at jets Lions, cincinnati nine, uh nine and a half 43 and a half is the over under he's going Bengals. uh he's going Bengals. he's taking a straight spread Bengals and the over uh, me, I'm gonna take the same game. We picked the same game on this, and we're gonna go the same way. I'm gonna take the Bengals and the over. I I just don't see the Jets having, especially Zach Wilson got hurt too. Yeah, yeah it's a wrap, bro. <laughs> Unless Joe Flacco <laughs> teleports back to 2014 <laughs> and gets Jacoby I mean, uh, Jacoby Jones back, and he they signed him this week. I don't see how the Jets score more than. 20 points. The only way that works is if Blacko comes back with Ray Lewis's defense. <laughs> Call Ed Reed. You better get calling. <laughs> Ocho Cinco said he's looking for a job. He's he said he had he said he's got the damn Jets, but you didn't put it that way. I'll look at it again, but I swear he said that which meant that if the line was that. But anyway, I say he's going with the Jets. Apparently, he's going with the no quarterback Jets. Damn Eagles fans talking about football, but they don't know how to run the ball. <laughs> oh, well, he's messing. I said the, the goddamn Jets. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Such language from the line. I'm going to let y'all see it. See that? See how he talks to people? See that? That's so rude. Fighter friends, CBD products. <laughs> Go so, throw some snowballs um, at Santa Claus again. <laughs> All right, so there you have it for episode twenty-three. Is this episode twenty-three? Yes, episode twenty-three. Uh oh, he's back. He's got more to talk about. He should have just logged he in. Just joined. Where are you at? Here's oh, it's Alpha Movie. Yes, it is. You're fired, JC. <laughs> Listen, I'm calling Chip Kelly. He's coming back to the Eagles. Damn hey, it, JC, I just got you. Wow. <laughs> hey, Dan might drive to Philadelphia. Philadelphia. He might drive to Philly for that one. 
He might commit. <laughs> he might commit a crime for that one. It's hard to get him to say anything nice about Jim Kelly at UCLA. <laughs> Listen, if I was a part of the NFL, maybe I'd get away with it. <laughs> yes, you could. <laughs> All right, so we're going to have to cut this. Um, it's been real, JC. Love having you on, man. You're welcome. Anytime you want to come over and chit-chat, uh, once you guys get used to seeing his face, you might see it a lot more, just letting you know on the BW Sports Network. So speaking for everybody, the Lion, JC, myself, this has uh, been fun. But I got to go watch some basketball now. Love you. Thanks a lot, JC. Holler, my friend. Thank you. Have a good one.